of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. On Lincoln Live today, Lancaster County Sheriff Terry Wagner for the conversation. Terry, good to have you in. Thank you. Good morning, Dale. Great to be here. You, you realize the next time we talk, it will be days from Memorial Day? I know it. Isn't that crazy how fast it goes? We're into summer. I think a Memorial Day is sort of kicking off summer. This year is really zipping by. Yeah, so we'll talk about all things outdoor and lake-related next week. This is the first time we've had a chance to talk about the April 11th shooting of a 20-year-old in Brooklyn Center, that's a suburb of Minneapolis, where a police officer mistook her taser for her service weapon. Do LSO deputies use tasers, Terry? We have carried tasers for a long, long time, um, 15-plus years. Um yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things, you know, the, the taser is located on the officer's weak side, uh, you know, to make sure that it's not confused with the firearm on the strong side. And, um, you know, our tasers have, uh, they're kind of a bright yellow. You know, interestingly enough, I was just talking with uh, former Chief of Police Tom Cassidy last week, and we were talking about this incident and how perhaps tasers need to change their configuration so they don't feel like a pistol um, and change them into some other kind of configuration so that uh, it's it's clear what you have in your hand at the time. You got Um, me thinking now, Terry, what shapes are you talking about? The first thing comes to my mind is a probe or a prod, but it has to be something that shoots a projectile. Well, yeah, um, you know, the, the tasers have both you know, you can touch, stun, or you can discharge the, mm. the probes. Um, but you can do that with a with a round cylindrical type of object uh, and have a button on it. Uh, that's, you know, just my simplicity coming to mind here. But um, there, there have to be other kinds of options that could perform the same function and not, uh, you know, the problem is... Um, the probe discharge is a distance away, and there's actually an aiming mechanism on the taser to, to get those probes where they need to be. And so uh, that's the challenge, I think, is getting it to be, you want to be able to aim it, and our natural instinct is to aim it like a pistol and then discharge the probe. So there, there's there's some issues there with that. Um, but something I think, you know, over the years, there have been a number of shootings where officers have mistaken um, their firearm for their taser and have um, fatally shot somebody. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's something that needs to be looked at. And it's something we talked about a lot about, um, you know, are we training deputies to make sure that they have the right thing in their hand at the right time for the right reason? And um, so, um, you know, on the one hand, you don't want a deputy in a, in a in a deadly force encounter to grab their taser. Conversely, you don't want them to grab their firearm in a less than, than lethal encounter. So, um, yeah, there's some fine lines there to uh, to look at. But it's fair to say, and it's back to your point, 
fair to say that with a service weapon, you want to be able to draw it quickly and with a lot of familiarity. Taser, generally speaking, you do have more time to deploy it. The situation, if it warrants a taser, might not be as fast-paced. Fair to say? I think that might be, but it sure seemed like the situation in in Brooklyn Center was very quick. You know, um, things evolved very fast there. And you could, you know, the the minute I saw the video of that where the, uh, the officer yells, taser, 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 I knew what had happened, uh, uh, you know, and I don't know how it happened. I'm sure that will come out in uh, months to come. But, you know, what a what a tragic ending. And, uh, you know, it's a tragic uh, loss of life there and, and a tragic event for the officer. And this takes us next into an ABC News Washington Post poll that showed only 44 percent of people are very or somewhat confident law enforcement officials at the local level are trained adequately to avoid excessive force. How much of a deputy's training is on de-escalation? You know, I don't know if I can put a percentage on it, but it's a, uh, you know, we are in a very unique situation where we are miles away from our nearest backup, many miles. Um, And so our deputies learn to uh, be diplomatic, and to evaluate the uh, the situation, I think in a different light than urban officers, where you you know where you've got a backup very very close at hand, and um, and uh, so you know we can. I just remember when I was a new deputy, and and uh, my training officer said, you know, if there's just two of us out here, we need to evaluate whether we can, you know, do what we think we need to do legally and physically, and if we can't, we need to back off. Uh, get some additional help and then and then go back after it. But um, so it's it's uh, I think I, I think that our deputies by design become a little bit more diplomatic in evaluating those situations because of our remoteness. That's a very good point. Containment more than anything. Yeah, exactly. You know, and obviously there are sometimes where you may have to take action to protect somebody else. Or yourself and and not be able to wait for backup and you know that was a situation with uh, with Craig Dodge 34 years ago my standards said that there was the woman was going to be killed if he didn't do something and and uh, he felt he needed to take action without waiting for backup and that was a tragic event rural law enforcement just a whole different animal than urban policing saw a CBS report in Washington State they are they are emphasizing more so de-escalation, and they were showing some video in training. Officers were backing up. They're slowing the situation down. And again, this is all case by case by case. Sometimes you have to get in there. But yeah. other times, if, if backing away gives you more control and slows the situation down, that's to the officer's benefit. Yeah, and I, I think, like you said, it's fact-dependent upon every scenario. Um, so, you know, when you can do that, kind of back off, reevaluate, and then see what kind of action you can or should take. Yeah. Lancaster County Sheriff Terry Wagner here on Lincoln Live. Lincoln Police Department engaging in the 30 by 30 pledge to advance women in policing. This is something that I know philosophically the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office wants to increase, and that is the encouragement of women to join law enforcement. Why do you suppose more women don't see law enforcement as a career? You know, our, our experience here has been um, that, you know, women will uh, get into law enforcement in their 
mid twenties, um, and, and then as they you know get into their thirties, um, their thoughts go to raising a family. Uh, working nights is not very conducive for that, and so um, you know we end up losing female deputies um, a lot of times just to their uh, their desire to uh, to be home with their children and to uh, to live a more normal uh, life, if you would. So that's that's part of the issue. Um, yeah, it's a struggle all the time to uh, recruit female applicants and to uh, and to get them to uh, apply and to get them hired. So, yeah, it's a it's a challenge. No question about it. Well, that's a tough talk for a manager to have when. A female deputy comes in and says, we want to start a family and I'm going to give you my two week notice. You really can't talk them out of out of that no, scenario. I mean, that's uh, exactly right. I can think of two female deputies who who just, uh, you know, both did a great job um, and um, they both, uh, you know, got married and then uh, decided to start a family and working nights and weekends is just not uh, not in the cards for them. And I wouldn't blame them a bit. On to another issue that soon will be evident outside of Lincoln. Won't be long before there's gambling at Highway 77 and West Denton Road. A casino on a small scale is expected this year. The full-blown version of War Horse Casino with the hotel, the retail space, the housing, that's all coming next year. When law enforcement conversations, Terry, turn to casino gaming in Lincoln, something we've never had before on this scale... How does that conversation go? What are the topics and the challenges of having a casino in the community? I, I don't foresee huge challenges with a casino uh, for law enforcement because casinos traditionally have a very excellent security setup. Uh, they have a very a very good security force. Um, they generally hire you know retired law enforcement. They pay better than we do, um, and uh, and they don't put up. Uh, with a lot of uh, nonsense, if uh, they have a, a patron who's intoxicated or or causing any kind of disturbance, uh, they get them out of there very quickly. Um, they have excellent camera systems so that uh, if a crime does occur, they can you know review their their video footage. And uh, so um, you know, I think the challenges of having a casino are are going to be more the social issues uh, than they are the on-site issues for law enforcement. You know, I think, um, you know, if we see uh, addicted gamblers, uh, you know, losing their homes or becoming despondent over over their financial situation, um, that, that could be a, a kind of a peripheral result of the gambling. And I think that's what the opponents of gambling kind of warned about. If they find themselves liking gambling too much, then you go out and you either bust, try to bust open an ATM or you uncharacteristically go out and try to rob a business or a quick shop. Or, you, you see where I'm going with this. The behavior oh, of, di- well, of addiction changes a person. Yeah, yeah. mortgages their homes, um, you know, gamble away their entire retirement account, uh, those kinds of things, and then, and then leave them in, in a real bad situation. So... Ah, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's. We'll see what what happens with this, but I don't foresee there being a huge law enforcement impact. Those are all good points. Thank you, Terry. Well, as I mentioned at the beginning, next month we'll talk about recreational activities, 
the cooperation that LSO has with uh, Game and Parks, those sorts of things, kind of broaden our vision outside uh, the community of Lincoln. So we'll do that next month, yeah. Terry. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great, Dale. Thank you. Lancaster County Sheriff Terry Wagner with me on Lincoln Live.